In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today actually is the second Sunday of the Coptic month, Kah. And I am sure you know that the four Sundays of Kah, the Church reads the first chapter from the Gospel of St. Luke, first Sunday, the Annunciation to Zachariah, the priest with, about the, concerning the birth of John the Baptist. Today, the Annunciation to St. Mary, the Mother of God, regarding the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And next Sunday, the visit of St. Mary to Elizabeth. Fourth Sunday is the birth of John the Baptist. And then we'll celebrate the Feast of Nativity. In the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to St. Mary, he mentioned certain points about this child who will be born of her. The first thing he told her, you shall call his name Jesus. You shall call his name Jesus. Jesus means Savior because he came to save the world. That's why this name was assigned to him by Archangel Gabriel to explain his ministry. We were under the bondage of sin. We were slaves to death. We were slaves to Satan. So the Lord Jesus Christ came to save us. To save us from the bondage of sin, to save us from corruption, to save us from death, to save us from the kingdom of Satan, and to open for us the paradise of joy. That's why his name was Jesus. Then he told St. Mary, he will be great. What does it mean, he will be great? All the human beings, from Adam to the end of the ages, no one actually lived without sin. All of us are sinners, and all of us, we are under the corruption. But the Lord Jesus Christ resembled us in everything except for sin alone. And he came to fulfill all the righteous requirements of the law. You may tell me, of course, because he is God who became man. Definitely. But why he did this? Why God became man and fulfilled the righteous requirement of the law? It is not for his, for his own sake. He didn't need it. But a very important purpose of the Incarnation that when he fills all the righteous requirement of the law, then when we are united with him, this righteousness will be considered our own righteousness. And that is the greatness that he came, fulfilled the requirement of the law, although he didn't need to do it, 
but he fulfilled all the requirements of the law and he resembled us in everything in order to give us this righteousness as a free gift if we abide in him and if we believed in him and when we are united with him. So that's why he prayed, that's why he fasted. He didn't need to do all of this. But we, human beings, when we pray, when we fast, when we do charitable deeds, when we do any righteous act, this righteous act has no value unless it is in Jesus Christ. So our prayers will be perfect when I pray in Him. My fasting will be perfect when I fast in Him, when I am united in Him. But away from Him, all what we do is nothing. St. Paul in his letter to Romans, he differentiated between the righteousness of the law and the righteousness of Christ. And he said to the Jews who rejected the Lord Jesus Christ and did not believe in him, he told them, you are struggling and striving very hard to meet the righteous requirements of the law, but you will fail. No one can keep all the righteous requirements of the law. But Jesus Christ came and he did this on our behalf. So when we united with him, then his righteousness will be considered my own righteousness. And that is the righteousness of Christ. And to be united in him through believing in him and also through the sacraments of the church in baptism we put on Christ in chrismation we become a temple of the Holy Spirit in communion we are abiding in him he is abiding in us and repentance and confession this actually a requirement to be united with Christ so his greatness because he came to fulfill the righteous requirement of the law as well as to give this righteousness to us as a free gift to all those who believe in him and to all those who abide in him. And the third thing Archangel Gabriel said about the Lord Jesus Christ that he will be called the son of the highest. He will be called the son of the highest. Because he is born, he is begotten from the Father before all ages. Yes, there is no any time difference between the Father and the Son. It's like how the light is born from the Son. And there is no difference or the light born from fire. There is no difference in time between having fire and seeing the light. It's the same exact moment. But uh, we say the light comes or born from the fire. So he is the hypostasis of the Son who is begotten before all ages from the Father. And in the fullness of time, he took our humanity and he became man. 
And as I said, he became man in order to make us children of God. St. Asanisha said, God became son of man in order to make us children of God. And if he is the son of the highest, when we abide in him, we are children of God. And in him, we can call the father our father, and we can uh, address him like in the Lord's Prayer, our father who art in heaven, through our union with our Lord Jesus Christ. Then, the fourth point he mentioned, he said, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. So, is it an earthly kingdom or not? The throne of David. What he means by the throne of David? Archangel Gabriel continues and says, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. We know any king when he dies, his kingdom ended. But then he is not speaking about an earthly kingdom, about the kingdom of Israel. No. But he is speaking about the kingdom of the new covenant. We know until the incarnation of the Son of God, Satan was the ruler of the world. He was the king of the world. And all of us, we were born into the kingdom of Satan. All of us. That's why, as Isaiah said, we were sitting in darkness and the shadow of death. But the Lord Jesus Christ came to establish kingdom, spiritual kingdom, here on earth. Not an earthly kingdom, but to establish a heavenly kingdom on earth. And he established this kingdom on the day of crucifixion, when he bound Satan in Hades, and when he opened the paradise of joy to us, and actually transferred all the righteous people from Hades into the paradise of joy. And the kingdom of Christ on earth is the church. And we join this kingdom when we are baptized. When we are baptized, we renounce Satan, means we rebel against the kingdom of Satan. And we say, I will not be a member in this kingdom, the kingdom of darkness. Then when we, the second part in baptism, after we renounce Satan, we confess Jesus Christ, we accept him. This is actually confession and admission that we admit that the Lord Jesus Christ is my Lord and is my King. So the kingdom of Jesus started already from the day of crucifixion. Now we are living in his kingdom and his kingdom shall has no end, shall have no end. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. And once we are baptized, we join the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are no longer members in the kingdom of Satan. At the end of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ will actually submit this kingdom to God the Father. As we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Son will reign till the second coming, and the second coming, he will actually give the kingdom 
to God the Father. So he said his name is Jesus, means he is Savior, he is great, also he is the Son of the Highest, and uh, he will come here to establish a heavenly kingdom on earth, to establish heavenly kingdom here on earth. Then he said about the Lord Jesus Christ, the fifth point, he said, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. The Holy One. No one is called the Holy except God. No one is holy is God, except God. So, Jesus indeed is God. He is one with the Father. As the Lord Jesus Christ said, I and the Father are one. So, if Jesus is God, then Saint Mary is the mother of God. We can call her Theotokos. Theo means God, and Tokos means the bearer, the one who carried God in her womb. So, Theotokos, she is the one who carried God in her womb. And when Nestorius refused to call St. Mary Theotokos, there was actually a council. In Nestorius, he wanted to call her the mother of Christ, not the mother of God. And in the council, actually, of Ephesus, they established the doctrine that Saint Mary is the mother of God based on the annunciation of Archangel Gabriel when he told her, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Uh, and also when, as you're going to hear next week, when uh, Saint Mary visited Elizabeth, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and said, why this is granted to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me. So these words were uttered by the Holy Spirit on the mouth of Elizabeth. So when we say Saint Mary Theotokos, or she is the mother of God, definitely according to the words of the Holy Spirit on the mouth of Elizabeth, and based on the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel, to send me. Glory be to God forever and ever.